this right back, Charlie. Oh, 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 People deluded, I'm back again. Come on, Ian. <laughs>Obviously, now that we're finally here, sorry for the delay, people. People deluded, I'm back again. First things first, I hope everyone's doing well and safe on this Friday morning, afternoon, evening or night, according to where you are on this earth. I hope you've all had a progressive week in terms of your goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations. As you know, none of that matters if you haven't got health. So I hope you and your loved ones, you know, continue to have good health and appreciate you lot for the support. Talking points, get them in because you lot make the platform. Please make sure you're subscribing, you're turning on turning on your notifications, you're hitting the like button. As Clement said, we're flirting with 50,000, man. I think it's just over 200 or something. We're going to get there. And I'm quite excited because, you know, according to analytics a few months ago, literally, I think July, June, they were saying we wasn't scheduled to do that by about, we were scheduled to do it better yet, February, March of next year. So we're defining the odds and the analytics, man. So, yeah. Obviously, you know, Arsenal back in action next week with North London derby. And we're just relying on any current talking points. There is really and truly like, you know, Grealish is sent for Sooners. Pogba, whole family thing looks a bit messy. But on the topic of Messi, you know, you've all seen his leaked contract demands that led to him obviously leaving Barcelona, allegedly. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of talking points. But where Arsenal's concerned, you know, again, the dream is free. The host was sold separately. I'm very pessimistic on whether we do sign Milinkovic, Savic or any of these guys, you know. You know, I need to see fees being agreed, medicals being done and all of these things. Um, the Dreams Free, the hustle sold separately. Appreciative for you lot's support. Make sure you're actually following on all the socials and all the platforms, including Spotify. You lot ask for it on MP3 format, you know. Don't make any money on Spotify. So, you know, it's literally just for you lot. So, yeah, make sure Spotify, Apple Music and all of those things. Whatever you said, Clement, anyways. Good morning, DG. Good morning right back at you and everyone else as part of the DG Nation. Don't know anything about this player, Alex Brainer. As for Milinkovic, Savage rumours, this is dream chasing for Arsenal unless we put down the money to meet Lazio's, I assume, demands. Um, and again, he's contracted until 2024. So maybe the cheapest that you could get him is between January and the summer. But he's someone that's held in high regards. He's someone that we know. And his agents even says has been priced out of moves at Lazio people. So if he is a, a deemed available for an affordable fee, you'd imagine there'd be a few clubs in Europe that would at least see what he has to offer or what it, the feasibility of a deal. So close to 50,000 subscribers. Let's get DG to it today. I rate the optimism. I don't think we get it today, but we keep going. Make sure to smash a like on your way in. You know, 
admin for this thing because you said it all. I mean, what a name, but Ginger, right back at you. Good morning, my dude. Why for that? Linton, I hope you're doing well and safe. And everybody else, man, can't stress it enough. F international football, unless it's Brazil 20, that's the man said 2022, 2002. You're right, still. I don't believe the SMS rumor, but he's ideal for the box to box role. And with his physicality, he's he'd bring, I assume you mean, a new dynamic. Shout out the YouTube channel members. Big up the DG Nation, man. Happy Friday, people. Come on, come on. It firmly is to stay up to date with DG and when he goes live, follow him on Twitter. My next live stream after this will be 4 30. Obviously, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we play football manager really and truly. Shout out, Tons. DG beating the analytics. We're beating the analytics, my guy, you know, and girls out there, you know, in Tons' case. Without you lot across Twitch and YouTube, it wouldn't be possible, man. So it is what it is. Again, Pogba's, um, Pogba's, um, What's his name, man? Pogba's brother's moving brazy. Matthias Pogba said he accuses his brother Paul of using witchcraft to neutralise Kylian Mbappe. We have seen that before. Witchcraft, you know, he's actually, you know, spoken on Mino Rinola, who, you know, RIP isn't here to give his side and his wife for alienating Pogba from the family. And he's accused Pogba of buying jewellery and things when he could help his family. I do find it very funny when... Again, I can't talk on what the family dynamic is. You know, there's three sides to every story. Pogba's side, his brother, or whoever's side, them in the middle is the truth but you know I, I always feel find it funny when somebody obviously starts earning money and they can do things they always say the person that's got in that scenario has changed no they haven't you know like Mac Mill says you never used to ask a man for money now you're asking for peas really and truly and I don't know maybe Pogba has given peas and they've and they've they've flunked it what I would say is when it's all said and done money fame riches it's not going to matter on your deathbed or you know sometimes it's too late to change things so I hope they get they get they get it together really and truly. It does stink of envy and jealousy as well, man. This could explain why PSG no longer wanted Pogba. I don't know, man. Spain in turmoil's 15 players refuse to play unless head coach George Vida is removed from the role. What's going on there? I believe that's that has to be related to I believe Spain's women because obviously that's got nothing to do with the first team who the gaffer is Luis Enrique. Anyone got a news outlet to point me to? In fact, now that you said that. George v. V. Vilda, Spanish FA standby head coach, as 15 players threaten to quit due to mental health issues. What the fuck is going on there? Apparently, 15 players have emailed them to say they would resign from the national team if he continued to take charge. Crazy. And there's a potential five-game ban for players refusing call-ups. So it looks messy between the coach, between, you know, what the players are saying and threats from the Spanish Federation. What I would say is, you know, football players, men or women, are not going to do that for no reason. So don't let them threaten you. Do what you need to do, ladies, man. Simple as that. It's a mess. World Cup feeling hungover, eight-hour shifts, no joke. Keep grinding, man. Shout out to the grinders. How do you rate Bastoni? He's got a bit of a bozo gene in him, but I think Bastoni's a very good defender. And I think, you know, I like to see him playing that back three at Inter. And I think he could go up several levels, really. I mean, Italians defending is crazy. It, it's saying that, though, when you look at the quality of the league, a lot of players struggle out abroad and they score a lot of goals there, as you've seen with Lukaku, Immobile, and there's a couple of other examples, so... I don't know where you where you would look at that really and truly. Shout out to you, lot man. Locked in means a lot. So yeah, man, it is what it is, man. Talking points, welcome people, because we ain't got much to discuss. You know, a couple of moments, and we'll get into 
any of the current headlines that are surrounding. Obviously, Tommy Asu isn't happy about being on the bench. And we've been linked with, you know, this Alex Boy, the guy who plays for Villarreal. It looks fairly technical from the bits and pieces I've seen on the right sort of age age bracket. You know, he's in his early 20s to mid-20s. Um, you know, very good technically. Can go 1v1, can play in a couple of roles. He's Spanish. We've got a bag of Spanish coaches and our coach is Spanish. So it would make sense. And obviously, if we look at the Jeremy Pino rumours or glance back to the Jeremy Pino rumours that were in the summer, folks, you know, Villarreal's financial situation, they might need to sell players, really. So that could be a situation we're advancing. I think, you know, this Alex guy would be a welcome addition. I don't think he's a curtain raiser, but if he develops and does his thing, who knows, really and truly, what could happen? It is what it is. Rumours on Conte joining Juventus next season, Spurs in the mud. Hopefully, bro, hopefully, you know. I think they'll go for Tuchel, you know. I just have a funny feeling they'll get Tuchel, but I hope he's obviously got bigger fish to fry than sign for the spuds. You know, you're going to stress yourself out, really and truly, and, you know, damage your reputation. One reason I don't believe the SMS rumours is because I can't see us spending around £100 million in January for the price of him, plus Mudrick and another winger. Again, Mudrick's going to cost, like, £50 million. SMS is going to cost... a. Uh, 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 a massive bit of peas as well in January. I don't know if there's if there's money for that. And to be fair, with what's going on with the injuries and all of and all of these sort of things, people for me, anyways, I would rather address central midfield. I do want a winger, but I just feel we're, we're if we are to fall short, um, we're gonna let ourselves down in the middle of the park. Really, you know, Xhaka and Partey together, whether it's fitness, whether it's ability, whether it's ability to maintain these high performances, it's 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 very. You know, I don't think it's necessarily sustainable when we're playing a dangerous game. I just feel, you know, we'll sell ourselves short for the last couple of years on this platform. And some of you as well, I've wanted a midfielder, people, specifically central midfield. If it's up to me, two eights and a six, I do think the midfield personnel needs a revamp. I like what Xhaka does, but, you know, to go to the next level, can you get someone that does what Xhaka does in the in the game to a better standard? Keep Xhaka as a rotation option. Find someone that can play as competition or ahead of Partey or in Partey's absence. Um, and I just think you need some eights. And I think to go with that, you know, you need to groom Odegaard to, in the short term. I think Odegaard needs to be groomed to be able you know, Sinchenko as well. Fabio Vieira and Smith Rowe should be groomed to play there as well. Perisic went off injured last night. Well, you never know. There's rumours that Hugo Lloris might not be involved against again against Spurs, but there's probably a lot of game playing between Spurs outlets and Arsenal outlets in relation to ability availability. Now we probably will see these players if they are fit. But if I'm Arsenal, I kind of want to not make it. If I can keep it in house, I don't want Spurs to actually know that you know Zinchenko and all and Odegaard they may or may not be involved. You know, if I was Arteta, you know, I'd probably put things out into the press on a little Bandulu thing. Jesus is injured. Obviously, God forbid, don't talk that into existence, but pull it to the media that he's injured. All of a sudden, he's playing in it. It's it's it, we're getting to that point of season where the managers have to start playing game playing. Be shout to you, man. I appreciate it for you lot locked in. I'm not surprised at all that Conte is rejoining Juventus next season. Won't be surprised if Poch returns to Spurs next season. That's something that could happen. Don't forget to hit the like button, people. Let's actually, before we actually get into it, is there anything on Sky Sports of note? Jude Bellingham and Maguire in line to start against Italy. Apparently, Ivan Tony's not in the squad. See, you should shut your mouth then, mate. You know, you might get your opportunity in the next game. I'm sure you all saw Jose Mourinho in Stormzy's video. So, yeah, man, it is what it is. England play Italy. Raw. Man United announced 115.5 million net loss. 
Mark Nobles to return to West Ham as sporting director next year must be nice. Apart from that, there isn't anything more than Fury. You think Emerson Royal would have been a better signing for us than Tommy Asu? He's a very good defender, just not good enough as a right wing back for Spurs would be a piece in the back four. Ah, to be fair, if you you know, if you're not really good as a, if you're not good in a back three where there should be more defensive stability, how are you going to be good in a in a back four and especially a team on a transition? Who knows? Tommy Asu could have went to Spurs and flopped. Emerson Royal could have been there to be a success, but I'm pretty pretty happy with the signing of Tommy Asu. Really, really and truly, like I don't really rate. Emerson Royal that much, if I'm completely honest with you. I don't really know why Conte keeps playing him. You know, if I'm Conte, if he's still there next season, probably got to play that in Doggy Brother, who's staying at Udinese on another year's loan after confirming the signing. And I'd probably move er uh, Perisic over there. Long term, they have got Spence. So, yeah, man. Yeah, he's meaty still. He's meaty still. You know, again, he he's one that looked a bit better and probably was held in higher regards when he was obviously... At, um, at Batiste and them things there. I think he's quite crap, if I'm honest with you. But my opinion don't matter. Conte, who's won a lot of stuff, is playing you in the Premier League. So football's a very funny game of opinions. Now, I'm happy with Tommy Asu. I do want another right back, though. If there's someone that can be solid defensively. And I do think, obviously, Tommy Asu isn't exactly Danny Alves and things like that. But I do think people, on specific Arsenal fans, kind of underrate what he gives us going forward and how he was kind of off the ball with Saka and that as well. I like Tomiyasu. I trust Tomiyasu, one of the most out of everyone in this team away from home. For me, the best thing best thing I like is his ability in the air. And I think in terms of just defending, if you look at all our fullbacks and centre-halves, just the aspect of defending, I think Tomiyasu, Tierney, you could probably extend that to Saliba now. But again, the case study isn't that big. At the aspect of defending, being switched on 1v1, timing tackles, tracking, covering, organisation. I think Tommy Asu's there. And obviously, Mikel Arteta, with Tommy Asu, he's a multifunctional player. He can play centre-back, can play right-back. Mikel Arteta, you know, keeps saying things like, oh, you could, you can't tell me if he's left-footed or right-footed. He can play on the left-hand side. So, yeah, man, if you could, I don't really rate Max Aarons again, really, man. I can't lie to you, really. I don't think Max Aarons helps us. Aaron Hickey does his thing, got savaged against Brentford, doesn't done his thing against Scotland. The bolt's probably passed us, really. He's gone to Brentford. Whatever Brentford page, you're probably going to need to double that, really. So that one there's probably gone. But I would, as I always tell you lot, you know, again, I think if you was to ask me this summer and January, I would say the priorities for me would be getting a couple of central midfielders in and obviously a winger, whether that's someone that can play across all the front three positions. Maybe that's a striker able to play out wide or a winger that can play either side. I do think central midfield and just a curtain raiser on in wide areas or someone to provide competition to Martinelli, to Saka and anybody else really um, would be lit. I, I would like another centre-half, to be fair with you. Someone that's a bit different, you know, someone that's probably... I'm not saying he has to be a marquee name or something, but someone that's really, you know, we've got players that are in their early to mid-20s, maybe someone that's mid-20s to late-20s, maybe even 30, someone that just understands the aspects of defending, you know, Saliba, Gabriel, all of these guys, they're learning how to be them defenders. Someone that's kind of gone through it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest of profiles of a player and cost the biggest of money. But I do think I would like a centre-half people, you know, I think you'd have good options with Gabriel, Saliba, Ben White able to play there and right back, Tommy Asser indirectly and the next one. Yes, big up Rob Holding as well, but if it's not a 3-5-2 or the cup games or the occasional games you step in in the Premier League, you can't really be 
relying on Rob Holding. I would like a left and right back to go with what we have with Tierney and Tomiyasu and obviously Ben White and Zinchenko this season. And sorry, Matt Turner, and I want to be wrong, but I'm a bit pessimistic on if you're really good enough to, to, to be good enough to play for us. I think if Ramsdale gets injured, we're in problems. But I'll give you the luxury benefit of the doubt. I'll give you time to show it, really. And I'll be the first to say, you know, hold my hands up. But I would go for a goalie if you could. But yeah, man, Jose owns the streets. Lamptey, Lamptey's going to cost too much peace, really. He's going to, you know, how much is he going to cost? I don't think they're going to get the 50 million and that, but he's going to cost us some peace. Jack has been good this season, but Arsenal need another midfielder. Or well, I take it a step further and say midfielders. Don't think Conte would want Juventus. Spurs, I think, have a better future than Juventus. Juventus are in financial crisis, but they can manipulate the markets, man. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Their problem, not ours. Spence is obviously at Spurs, so that one there is a myth. Max Aarons and... and until I see significant improvement, I can't lie. I'm not really on that at all. At all. This season, Xhaka up until this season, it was even between Hoiberg and Xhaka. Who's comparing both of them? Better midfielder between Xhaka and Hoiberg? I'm going to say Xhaka. Spurs fans are going to say Hoiberg. And maybe if you swap them both, we'd be saying other things, really. I just think they're two players that could be utilised in the squad. If both of these teams, definitely, I hope not, Spurs want to go to where they want to. You can't really play these players week in, week out. Xhaka is doing well. As I said, I think Xhaka can play a significant part. But I just feel we need someone that can take it to the next level, really and truly. And where Partey is concerned, you know, I can't bet on Partey because I don't know if you're going to stay fit. Quality player, if you can't play for at least 20, 30 of the 38-game calendar, then it's a meaty, really. I'm also happy that Tomiyasu isn't happy to be back up to Ben White. Every No one wants to be on the bench. Obviously, no one can really be dropped because we're doing what we need to do. But, you know, no one can be upset. I don't want people to be happy about being on the bench. I would love Tino Livermento. See how he gets over his injury, but I would love Tino Livermento to sign for us. But at the same time, bro, again, Southampton, how much are they going uh, to cost us? You know, you look at a couple of Southampton players, you know, that 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 German youth, the centre-back that they just bought and been called up to Germany, he's not going to be there long. You know, they bought a couple of ex-City boys and that, that Latvia youth's not going to be there long. Bazanu in goal, I'm not saying he's going to be quality or anything, but he's going to be resold on and there'll be a couple of other players, really. Limstrong looks promising, but we'll have to see. Based on what I've seen with him, I don't think he's a curtain raiser. I mean, I don't. I would like, again, I just feel we're getting into that scenario, whether we can attain them or not, whoever the targets are or not. But I just feel we need players that are significantly better than what we need to give us those added percentages, really. But from what I've seen with him, you know, if he's going to cost 17, 18 million and you look at someone like Mudrick, who I would rather, but he's going to cost 50 million. There might be more of a budget in January to go, um, even though I don't think we're getting either, to go go for midfielders. You know, Limstrong looks fairly decent technically, you know, can, tries to use both feet. Looks like an Arsenal player, really. So, yeah, man. Now, Hoiberg ain't it for me. For how them men are going from Dembele to Hoiberg in the middle of the pot, that's true. After a while of waiting, I finally got tickets for the North London derby biz, buzzing. Do your thing. Real Madrid apparently wanted Hoiberg this season. Maybe Spurs sell next season for big money and go for SMS. Don't think we'll have a good chance to get SMS. I don't know. Limstrong reminds me of Muller. I can't say I agree with that, but I hear you. Tierney and Tommy Asu need to play against Spurs. They play on the counter. We need those legs. I hear that. And I'm with that. We need a new backup goalkeeper. Turner is just a bit harmful. Lamptey has a Bandulu injury record. He would die under our medical staff. I lesser that, you know, I hope he lives a long life. But yeah, man, you know, even players that don't have injury records or significant injury records, they sign for us and they can't stay fit. We seriously need a right winger, centre defensive mid and a left-sided centre-back. I don't know our targets for the for, for, for January, bro. I wish I did. I wish I could call Eddie. Would you take Chuck Weezy? 
I guess so, but not really, you know, he's not really doing the thing. Like the players I kind of want, we can't get because you're not going to put the peas down. I don't think we don't need players that are obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but I'm starting we don't really need players that are as good as what we've got. We need players that can kind of get us to that next level, especially in central midfield, like especially where specifically the eight position is concerned. I just think we need a curtain raiser that doesn't necessarily have to be a big money signing. Scouts could sign someone from whatever part of the world and he's just better than what we have right now. You know, obviously, I watched uh, a bit of Wales versus uh, Belgium. I don't quite think this extends to Telemans, but, you know, I think we need better, a better roster of midfielders. I think if you could get Telemans, you know, if you've could, if, if you done your scouting on Danilo, I would, um, I, I, the more we've been linked with him, the more I want Douglas Luiz. I would have loved Fabio Ruiz, who's gone to PSG or Vitaya or someone like that. I think we need them sort of done there, man. Very true. Not sure I would use Zinchenko against Spurs slash Liverpool. That wide threat is different levels. I think we need a centre centre defensive mid centre mid and a right wing. I think where every Arsenal fan's kind of in the line. Predictions for North London derby is a week away, my boy. I don't know right now. I hope we win, but I don't know, my guy. I really don't. I wish I did though, man. But not a clue, man. Not a clue. Keep your talking points coming, people. Let's make sure that Google that we're on pass with anything that is emerging as well. What's this about? Tab police are going to hate me. Hmm. This looks a bit needy. Bit of a slow news day yet. Well, it is a slow news day. It's our women's team's North London derby tomorrow as well. I wonder if they're doing a watch along for that, people. Are we sticking with the same 11 versus Spurs on October the 1st that we use against Brentford? I'm not too sure. I, I, If Arteta did, I can't blame him. But it's a bit like when we played Palace last year, gone into United. If we, you know, you, the manager's going to lose either way. If he changes things, why did you change? If he keeps it the same, why did you keep it the same? But I just feel, and obviously, you need to play the same team. You know, you need to get, get them all in groove. I do think when Arteta first walked in, he was changing things game to game a bit too much. I think this season, we've had a bit of stability and players have been allowed to gel. But there are a couple of games you need to change things, you know. Again, if we're playing at home against Liverpool and Spurs and they're not necessarily testing us defensively, Zinchenko, for me, especially against a back three of Spurs, running to midfield. But at the same time, like you saw against United, Zinchenko's not got a defensive bone like that in his body and he switched off for Anthony's goal. Him and Xhaka's partnership defensively failed, really. So I do think there might be a case to change things. Ben White don't deserve to be dropped and he's done good defensively. But when I look at Ben White as a player... Yeah, he does well defensively, but I wouldn't necessarily his strengths or the defending really. It's you know, I think it's his is is passing and his and all of them sort of things. And I think it's a day for the trenches. I think Tomiyasu, even though him and Saka switched off this time last year in the in this fixture for Brian Gill assisting whoever scored, but I want Tini and Tomiyasu. Fabio Vieira doesn't deserve to be dropped, but I do think if Odegaard is fit, he's the captain, he helps lead the press. Odegaard plays to go with Xhaka and Partey. I'd say that's really it, really. smith Rowe's not fit, so the smith Rowe versus Martinelli debate isn't a thing. Um, obviously, Martinelli wins that and deserves to play, man. So, yeah. 
what would a North London derby loss mean to you and Arsenal as a whole? Really, of course, it's gutting to lose to Spurs, but reality is we go again, really. You know, you just have to go again. You, you lost the game. It's another somewhat big top six test that you would have failed. You know, it wouldn't be nice going into Liverpool, regardless of Spurs or Liverpool's form or what these teams have accomplished. But reality is you go again. You're going to lose games this season. You're going to drop points. And this is why I said when you can maximise points like we have done up until this point, excluding the United game, you give yourself a certain flooring. So, yeah, it would be... It would hurt. It would be an L, but, you know, go again. Same way if we, what well, I hope, and some of you hope, if we beat Spurs, you know, enjoy the moment, run your banter, but come the the, 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 the Sunday or Monday or whatever, we get back on it, really. There's a lot of games to play in October and we need to survive the winter, really. There's no time to feel sorry for ourselves. It makes sense for Tommy Asu to step in since he has had time to recover and I think he's playing for Japan right now. Not, not literally right now. And get up to full fitness and following that Liverpool game, which he can be the difference in. I hear that. But sometimes, you know, it all depends, really. You know, we're finally starting to develop good problems, I believe, for Mikel Arteta. You know, he should have sleepless nights. By the end of the season, he should be bold if we keep doing what we're doing and we're not able to pick able to pick our strongest 11. You want to see Smith-Rowe fit. How do I get Smith-Rowe in? Do I play him as a 10? That means Odegaard might have to go into an 8. I can't drop Xhaka. What do I do with parties? Zinchenko, Tierney, Tomiyasu, Ben White. You know, you would, you know, you'd love another winger. I'm exaggerating clearly, but maybe one day in this season, Eddie Nketiah's form makes him undroppable. So he plays off the left or Jesus has to play out wide. Obviously, that directly correlates to Martinelli, Smithrow and Saka, who is going to play. And in an ideal world, whoever this next winger would be if we sign him. Nelson recovering. Is he over Marquinhos in the pecking order right now? I believe so in general, but right now, probably not, you know, really. You know, I think Nelson is probably ahead of him. Not that these are the companies you want to keep, but Marquinhos been been able to stay fit. You never know, really. But he might go on loan. Nelson might be kept as a as a spare part. His contract's running down. This is probably his last year until something drastic happens. You know, I'm a big fan of Reese Nelson. I hope he can get it together, but he probably needs to leave this club to to do his thing, really. Big Nelson in 2022, something like that. I think Spurs and us have a similar start in 11 quality-wise. It's the bench that they trump us by a distance, need to kill the game in the first half. I hear that. SMS would be wavy in Xhaka's role. Did Odegaard go for international duty? He heard he was injured. Well, the manager said we hope he can play one of the two games and if not, he will travel as a fourth coach, which probably shows why he's the captain of Norway and the captain here. And maybe long-term, obviously, Odegaard's got a lot of football ahead of him, but maybe he might become a coach. You know, you're seeing completely off topic, but Xhaka, Rob Holding, El Nene, Cedric, they're all doing their coaching badges and there's probably a player I've missed out. Smash the like button if you haven't already. It's big up South London's finest. Big up DG closing in on 50,000. Hopefully we get that for the end of the year. Let's get DG on the road to 100k subs. And tw I think they said we can do that by 2024. So by the next Euros and 20,000 subs on Twitch after achieving 50,000 subscribers here and 10k on Twitch. I rate the optimism, man. We keep going. Brick by brick, mate. Brick by brick, brick by brick. 60 likes, people. Can we get to 100 before the end of the stream? Is there anything on social media? Really disappointed with the Arsenal thingies, people. Hey, hey, wait, hang about Agenda FC. Agenda FC, obviously, Mr. Penny, Bon Babylon and Jack. So it don't really matter. But good news, people. You know, my star, boys. It's light, man. It's light work. It's light work. We just let our players play certain 1v1 demons and all these things. Saka has been voted our England men's player of the year as contact connected by EE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that nigga, man. Pussy old leak. 
But anyways, big up Bakayo. I love to see it. Roly shining. Sign a new contract and you can get several Rollies and probably a Cuban chain and all of them sort of things there. Maybe a couple wavy gold tee as well, like you're right. But big up Bakayo Saka for that. Can see Odegaard, can see Real Madrid coming back for Odegaard in a year or two. That's cool because reset. Obviously, you want these players to reach maturity and obviously achieve trophies here. But we, you know, a big part in doing a young project is tying down players and and resale value. Again, you know, if if Odegaard develops in, you know, if Odegaard was the player that he was projected to be at this moment in time, Jesus the same to a degree. They would not be at Arsenal Football Club. You know, we hope they can achieve things. But if we're offered one day off money that we can't refuse reinvest that it keeps spinning that goes for him that goes for gabriel jesus and anyone else in the team star boy ish man saka don't seem like he's on the bling tip which i rate to be fair joe even if he was you know what's the difference and you know you say he's not on the bling last time i checked that's not a, that's a, that that's not a g-shock on his wrist that's a roly still shout out saka man by God's grace, you can buy 10, 20, 50,000 more in Jack, man. Sign the contract, man. Savage would be great, but it's easy one to link. He's always linked with us and Man United. It's, it's an easy one. I don't really buy it. I don't really buy any rumours that come out of Italy. Locatelli, Xhaka over them sides. Torreira to whatever club. You know, right now, Malinkovic, Savage, you know. Vlahovic as well, if I haven't made that. You know, Italy news outlets always take us around the houses. And Malinkovic, Savage and his agent have clearly for a number of years angled to get out of Lazio, been priced out of moves. He's contracted until 2024. So between January, which obviously is a techie time to buy players, much less key players, it can be done, but you've got to put down the money. Or next summer, where they run the risk of a year from then losing him for free. There's probably never been a better chance. I doubt that Arsenal are really in for Milinkovic-Savic. There's probably a degree of admiration for the guy, but he's probably just going to cost a bit too much, which, again, if you want to buy Milinkovic-Savic, if you want to buy Mudrick, if you want to buy half of the Pedro Neto, you have to put the money down. Zaha, back when we got Pepe, you've got to put the money down. As I always say, do you really think Chelsea wanted to spend, whether he's going to be good or not, 60 million for Cucurella, whatever for Koulibaly, five-year deal to a 31-year-old? Do you think Liverpool wanted to pay that money for Van Dijk? really or Allison, and i'm not saying they ain't been quality because at the end of the day they're tying into what they're doing really so i'm not too sure you've got to put the peas down what according to you is saka delaying contract talks the longer you delay it the more it's negotiations bro it's like you know ethan noari of the course you know 15 trying to get him a scholar wanted by other clubs the longer you leave it the more you leave it things you know what saka's got to do is think about first things first if everything goes wrong, what can I do, you know? What sort of money can I get at this club? What length of contract? If I'm Saka, I would love for him, from a fan point of view, I want him to sign a five-year deal, you know? The club maybe four year, five years slash four with an option of another year. If I'm him, I'm trying to do the three-year deal again because I know if I keep doing what I'm doing, in the next 18 months, if I sign a three-year deal, we're going to have to do the same thing again. Probably that extends to William Saliba, Martinelli, etc., etc., really and truly. You know, we saw Balligans and Eddie's one drag out. If I'm Saka, I want to keep knowing how I'm going to be used in, in the team. I want to know where Arsenal's plans are. Clearly, you know, you want to know what the gaffer's doing. He appears comfortable, but, you know, I'm sure he wants to play in the Champions League. He goes off to England, you know, when Grealish was at Villa. You think he weren't speaking to City, City players at the time about things? Put the money that for Arsenal, just... Players, listen, out of all of them, it'll break my heart if Saka or Smith roll leave because I've seen them, you know, grow from young men to, to, to what they're doing now, in it. So, but reality is, I've seen Thierry Henry leave this football club. Ian Wright's left this football club. Patrick Vieira, I know people get on to me, but Ashley Cole was, was everything to me, really, growing up, really. 
things happen. Saka, I'd love for him to stay forever, but it, things can't happen. And Saka doesn't owe us that because right now you're one of the best young players about. You're one of the best players in Arsenal's team. But when you're 31 and, you know, maybe the next Bukayo Saka comes on the scene, all you're going to do is get a handshake. He only owes everything to himself. You know, he's not at Arsenal because he's a nice guy. He's at Arsenal because he's a good player. You know, he got you don't get scouted and signed by teams for being good for being good people. You know, obviously we develop the person, but you're there because you're a, your ability. So I would leverage it. Obviously, money, length of contract, long-term project. If I'm Saka and his advisors, what sort of players are you trying to bring in, really? Because I always feel fans do this thing where, you know, you talk about squad depth, you start bringing in players for squad depth and it's all who is going to play and things. You know, players, especially if you want to be a Champions League team, think about if you've played Sunday League and you've gone from a shit team to a better team. You know there's more competition, but for me, I used to get gassed off that. Stronger team, you're more likely to win stuff and there's more competition and things. So that's that. If I'm him, if I'm Martinelli, if I'm Saliba, you know, the gaff, definitely where Martinelli and Saliba are concerned, you're playing games, it's down to you to keep doing that. For Arsenal, just tie these men down so that if they ever want to wake up one day and say leave, you know, they owe it to themselves. Football career is short. Go and do what you want to do. Just say, all right, let's do what could, what happened with Coutinho. Sell him for decent change and we keep it moving. But, you know, based on our track record with sales, yeah, we sold Joe Willett for decent money um, under, Mikel, under Mikel Arteta and Eddie, but we're not really the best of hustlers. So we're going to have to see how them once they're developed. Smash the like button, people. Elite talking points. Keep them flowing, um, people. So, yeah, man. Exactly. They don't love you. They love what you do, bro. How much legends just get a... Whether it's the fans, whether it's the clubs, and that's the name of the game, really and truly. Liverpool have have has only spent good money on players they consider absolute quality, otherwise they leave it, as every club should do. Fabregas was the last to break mark. Do you know what, Cesc? I was... I was upset, but I was kind of happy because he's never hit. You knew he was going to, to to Barca. I didn't really like the way he was getting tapped up and they were throwing the Barca shirt on him when he was at Spain on Spain duty and that. But that was always going to happen, really. It's just a shame we couldn't win a league title or anything, really, with Cesc, man. Cesc was a serious one, but that's what happened. Big up the Kenyans, big up DG, the media riding on Nawari to make news at the expense of the young lad. It's what he's going to have to deal with. We know these media outlets are doing too much. You know, for me, I think Fabrizio Romano, Rio Ferdinand is speaking like experts on the player, procrailing him as the field folding and things, which we hope he's got potential. But a lot of people weren't talking about him. He was, he's, he, everyone within the footballing world knew about him. To the wider world, he looks like an unknown entity. And for this young man, Obviously, in social media, there's no shielding from it, but he's going to have to get with it now. Overnight, he's become a star. He's become known. The same people that are gassing him up at 15, sadly. But if you're, you know, if he, if 17, he's not where they think, you know, they're going to call him a flop. He's played 30 seconds more or less in Arsenal's first team. And the media is just, you know, criticizing Arsenal's decision to play him because they're trying to get clicks. Is what it is. Says started the exodus of youth players. To be fair, it was kind of one of the last kind of cut around them. Says, how many points Premier League games in October out of Tottenham, Liverpool, Leeds, and Southampton? Well, from the first three, you want to ideally get seven to nine. Funny enough, you could end up getting four, but you want to aim for seven to nine points. Leeds away is not going to be easy. You saw what happened to Chelsea, Liverpool at home. There's never probably been a better time to play Liverpool, but that form probably goes out the window. Our last top six tests, we've got to come October the 1st. You know, we failed against Man United. Ride on the home form and try to do a thing. Take that into the Liverpool game. Is it Southampton home or away? If that's Southampton away, then as Arsenal fans, we already know what time it is and why you need to show up there. In my opinion. 
But yeah, man, October is a massive, a massive game, you know, a massive month. Sorry, we've got two PSV games, I'm sure, clustered there. You've got Glint twice, Southampton Leeds. You've obviously got United and Liverpool, really. If we want top four, 10 points. If we want top four, we need to keep doing what we're doing and we need to be able to beat the top six teams. You know, again, there's no point playing well against City if you don't necessarily get the three points. Nasri as well should have got a league out of that team, it's true. DG, have you been impressed by Arsenal this season? Of course, you know, we're top of the league. Not that I'm excited about that because it's not in May. There are some positives. I think there's several gears to go up. For once, I feel, you know, this summer, a lot of the words that the club said is actually correlating. You're seeing new relationships build on the field. You're seeing adaptability and, and different versatility of players. You're seeing a better spirit. We're moving in the right direction, but we need to keep going. We've not accomplished anything yet. You know, if, if football ends tomorrow, what have these players done? Yeah, I've done a video on Jeremy Doku. I don't think he's of that level right now. He's, you know, I I've liked him from his Anderlecht days. Just has to go to that next level. And I think just need to, he needs to put up a bit of numbers now. But he is one to look at. He has got the exciting raw components, but it's not just about that. If we're bringing in a winger, I kind of want them better than what we have. You know, even Pedro Neto, who is an exception to the rule for me, I kind of want them to come with numbers. I kind of want a curtain raiser. I kind of want players that are exceptions to the rule. You see, like, the same way we're doing this young thing. You know, Xhaka plays every week. He's not 29 turning 30s. You know, El Nene the same, Partey the same. You know, and, and to be honest, you go through the whole squad in the last two years, 18 months, it's more or less... Our, I'm not saying the young players don't have question marks, but it's, it's it's the experienced players that have the question mark. Jacques is doing quite well, polarizes opinion. Is he able to maintain this? I don't know, according to you, lots of opinions. Partey, injuries. El Nene, is he good enough apart from being a bit part player? Historically, Cedric, William, Pablo Marie, the less said on those individuals, the better. DG, you've seen the Saka thing on Twitter? No, I haven't. You're going to have to update me. Arsenal, the most beautiful club in England. At City and Chelsea, they'll never have that style and that class and style. That's good, man. But I want the trophies. You know, one of them's got the Champions League. One of them's won a, a couple of Premier Leagues in recent years. That's good. We can have we can have style. We can have class. We can be we can be beautiful. And I'm not disagreeing with Van Basten. Big up the legend, cold side in us. But man, I want trophies. I want legacies, man. DG, will the North London derby go ahead? Heard rail strike could affect the fixture. Honestly, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait in due course, man. What do you make of the title title chat, DG? Are you slightly hoping man can pull a Mazar? Of course, obviously, you would love for Arsenal to win the league. I'd love for it, but I don't think we're going to win the league. I've always said it for years and things. I think Arsenal's biggest strength and weaknesses is we can be our best friends and our worst enemies. I think, you know, we... It weren't a case of necessary. Obviously, if you finished ahead of us, you're better. But, you know, for the last few years, I look at when Emre missed out. I look at our start in the Europa League. I look at how we've played and gone out of the last couple of latter stages of the Europa League when we was in it. Olympiacos, Villarreal, final against Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, you know, game management last season. You know, we need to arrest all of the the, 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 the problems in our team. I think we, we self-sabotage at times, you know, whether that's having a squad good enough to cope with injuries, whether that's holding on to leads. Again, last season, we missed out on top four by two points. That tells you there's something to build on. But a bit like the M-Race season, I think that's kind of lazy because, you know, we, we weren't really that good away from home. We weren't really that good against top six sides away from home. You know, we was lucky to even get a point against Brighton. We lost, we took, uh, Palace took four points off us, like Brighton home in a way. Didn't turn up for um, Southampton. Inability to react, which we've shown, you know, we bounced back from the United game. I just feel we self-sabotage at times. If we can arrest that, who knows? And I'm more focused in relation to top four. We Even if we got top four, there would have still been the same problem, same over there with the Spurs fans. But 
we didn't take our chances. And I just feel a lot of the time, before I look at all of the top six, top four, top ten rivals, this is what we need to do. We need to be able to go into top six games convincingly that we can win. We need to keep doing what we're doing in terms of game management and take it to the next level. When we can do all of these things, then I'll have all the confidence in the world. But you need to show consistency over a course of a season. And when we're fighting for top four, that's our immediate goal. Top four, third and fourth, that is a battle of the inconsistent. United have shown already this season they can be good and bad. We've shown pr uh, benefits and curses. Spurs have been putting up numbers, but their performances across 90 minutes haven't been good. Chelsea looking disarray. Liverpool, there's open season. But you need to be able to take your opportunities. As I keep saying, as I keep saying... um. As I, I, as I literally as I literally keep saying, you know, we've got to be able to take advantage of things. You have to try really hard to not get for, not get top four football. You know, it's all fun and games. Other teams making mistakes, but you need to take your points. Don't you think we've addressed a lot of those issues? Arsene, I don't think you're listening. I think we've, we're, we're beginning to. The wheels are in motion. We're moving in the right direction. But I need to see what that's saying in January. From now till January. I need to see what that's saying from January till March. From March till April. May the last month. I need to see that because there were even a lot of building blocks in relation to the criticisms I just said last season. Well, the wheels are in motion, but it needs to go up and up and up and keep aspiring. We need to always take positives and negatives from our games, not get too down in defeat, not get too excited when we win and just keep going. But do I think, yes, based on the what you know, if the season ends tomorrow, you could say yes. But do I think we're a dramatically improved game management side? Not necessarily. I think the wheels are in motion. I don't think we're there yet. Do I, you know, a lot of the negatives, we're working on it. But as Mikel Arteta says, we need to see what we're saying 10 to 12 games. How many games has it been? I don't see enough yet to, to draw conclusions. As I said, building blocks, positives, but they need to keep going. Uh, I just I already spoke on about, about him winning England's Young Player of the Year, bro. So, yeah, big up young Bakayo for that one, really and truly, man. So, yeah, man. Mark my words, Uruguay is going to win the World Cup. Good for you, man. That's a weird way to spell Brazil. Smash the likes. We aren't ready to win the league yet. First step is getting back in the Champions League and then continue to build on the team with quality players and get rid of the dead wood. Yeah, exactly. The team has many mental hurdles to overcome. It'll be interesting to see how, how bad spells are. And again, if you're going to win leagues, if you're going to get top four, if you're going to win your old league, it's not how you... When Arsenal are at their best, I think we can chuck it to everyone, but there's not going to be too many days you're at your best. How are we also at our worst when key players are not bagging, when informed players are not doing their thing, when players that are reliable are missing, when there's injuries, when you're in a, you've hit a bit of a rut. This is the things that, as much as I like the positives, I, I'm. It's not that I haven't seen it yet, but it's too early to draw conclusions. Let's just keep moving. We're on. We're you know we're following the sat nav. We're on the right route. Let's make sure we don't turn anywhere we don't need to. 83 likes, people. Over 200 of you locked in. Smash the like button. How are we not at 100 yet, people? Come on, man. What's all of that about, fellas and ladies? So yeah, man. We just have to keep going. We have made you know to answer your question. We've we're addressing it. I wouldn't quite say we've addressed it yet. I need to look back in May in 2023 versus May of 2022 and say, yo, we're better at this dramatically, you know, because even last season, there was obviously it started bad and it started bad and it ended bad. But in the middle, there's a lot of positives. But fundamentally, it footballs a results driven business. We need to keep working. Old habits die hard. It takes, and it, you know, old habits die hard. I don't think a single player is making mistakes on purpose. I don't think anyone fails on purpose. Generally, old habits die hard. It takes forever to install discipline, discipline in everything, every aspect. Really, 
even when you look at the games now, there's been a lot of positives. We're top of the league right now. We're doing what we need to do. Yeah, we had a hurdle against United, but it is what it is, people. You know, we're doing what we need to do, but there's still improvements. You know, killing off games. We've done it in games, some games, others not. Sometimes we've conceded silly goals. And yeah, you sign up for this when you have a youngish squad, but there's still brain farts, you know. The only time I was really impressed against United was when it was before we scored the equaliser and when it was 1-1. And then obviously, I do think Arteta set us up tactically and his subs kind of harmed the game and the players were out there doing quite poor. So there's a lot for the manager and the players. You know, you look at the Leicester game, we were poor defensively and deserved to concede two goals, maybe even more. Before the whole Vardy VAR thing, the signs were there. You know, we made, yeah, there's going to be times where games are made harder, you make mistakes and you need to slug it through. As I said, we're getting that mentality. But we made Aston Villa and uh, Fulham games harder than need to be. Fair enough, at the time, Fulham, and they might still be, to be fair, were one of the most informed sides in the league, but we're conceding goals you don't need to concede, really. And when you look at it, in, we've improved. First half, we're scoring a lot. We're not allowing teams to, to, to do anything. But second half, we've conceded a lot of goals. It's not always going to be like, it shouldn't always be like that. So again, there's a lot of improvements to make, man. But we're moving in the right direction. You just need to keep going and not get excited. Beyond more. Weird way to spell England, lol. But so far, could, could change things around. But so far, the other top teams, apart from City, have been underwhelming, even when they've won. Exactly. Even City by their own standards, they ain't been amazing. They're just sitting in it. How do you think the January market will be like? World Cup will inflate prices. So do you back Eddie to pull a rabbit out the hat? I don't know about rabbit in the hat. I just know two players that you was linked with in Douglas, Louise and Delamans should be available for cut prices. Maybe if I'm Leicester and Aston Villa, I think, you know, I'd rather sell them abroad or keep them to the end of the season and let them go for free and judge that, you know, you've been here for a number of years, you've helped us. Edu needs to. The minute that summer market closed, whoever this midfielder is, whether it's emerging talents, established names, plays in Siberia, Egypt or England in the Premier League, make sure you get them in. Make sure you get them in because that's the one thing, you know, as much as I think we made some good signings, we signed them in early, we do leave ourselves short. You know, you can't sit here and be and, and, and not be kind of scared about the squad depth for the team. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, we could have done this if this guy stayed fit. I'm sorry, but we've seen this story. Yeah, you don't even know what you're saying, Melvin. One minute Ukraine, then Sweden. Make up your mind, fella, in relation to the World Cup, man. Appreciate you lot. So, yeah, the market will will probably, um, you know, you never know what happened. Again, injuries. Again, just, just for an example, if I, I don't know, let's just say DG United, one of you have gone off to the World Cup now and obviously you've got injured I might, and you're a centre mid, I might need to go out and buy a midfielder. I might not let players go because there's certain injuries in my squad. Again, obviously the World Cup players that are playing there could be available at inflated prices. Let's just say Douglas, Louise um, and Telemans who are available, who are going into the market as free agents, they could play well in January and agree moves abroad um, in the summer for a cup price or they could get moves and, and maybe get their clubs more money, really. And also Danilo, if he, he's not that his form has been good for Palmeiras right now, but if he goes to the World Cup, they're just, you are naturally going to sell to the highest bidder. The World Cup, again, is going to be unprecedented territory, you know, even when you just forget transfers, when you look at it from a fitness point of view. Yeah, the players playing, they're probably going to get rest and it's already a clustered season based off last year and, and playing games quickly this year and things like that. But think about it logically. If you've got a 25-man squad, let's just say Arsenal got a 25-man squad, it's probably about 22 and five players go off to the World Cup. What happens to the other 20 for a month? Are you gonna? Are they gonna do? You know, obviously there's an there's a there's a break as well. I think at some point. But what do you do with the other twenty? Do you play friendlies against youth sides? Do you organize friendlies with other Premier League teams? Do you do a little 
mini preseason. What do you do? Because there's only so much training they can do to keep match fitness. They need to play games. Did you watch the France game yesterday? Not really, but big up Giroud, shout out Saliba. You know, commiserations to uh, to Conde and, and Dembele. They got injured and Mbappe scored a mess finish. Yeah, man. Fufana, the centre mid, doing his thing in a partnership with Tushimani. So, yeah, man. Bro, I told man about Fufana, bro. Told man about Fufana. But now, again, these men are going to cost peas. You know, I wanted to shimani from his days at Bordeaux. You snooze, you lose, man. We need to get these dons before they end up there. As you know, the wickedest thing in football now, it's not about show and prove. It's never about football has gone from what you... Billion. He had to do a madness. And even then, obviously, it was different. People saying it's a lot. People are getting bought. You could play, be a 16-year-old. They say you're the next this, that, the other. You play two games, 40 million. It's always about now what you can be, the potential of what you can be, the potential of what these managers can be rather than what they've done. Big up Mikel Arteta, but to use him as an example, you've got the Arsenal job, not because of what you've done in the game, minus coaching here and there with Pep and all of them talking points that came up. It's what the manager you can be in the future, you know. And Mbappe, clearly a talented boy. PSG spent... 100 200 million on him because of the player he can be not the player he is right now that's what football's about and we're doing that to a degree football's not about show and prove again it's it so i don't know really but we're gonna have to do a thing in it training friendlies to keep up fitness i guess yeah and as and this is where maybe arsenal sold themselves short because mikel arteta and edu in in the early summer months, they said, you know, World Cup, we're going into a buki territory. We don't know what's going to happen. And obviously, for a variety of reasons across the last couple of weeks, you've seen games rescheduled and stuff. Have we got an equipped squad? I hope so. But anytime you have a plan and it's and it's cohingent, much like us on the field at times, and it's cohingent on not a single mistake happening, is it a good plan? Maybe. Is it foolproof? Potentially not. Is it necessarily smart? I don't know. What I do know is, you know, Edu and Arteta and the boys so far deserve praise. But again, if you do good things, you deserve praise. If not, thingy. And I don't think, I'm not saying Arteta should or shouldn't necessarily be sat. But if we do not get top four for the fact that he's a manager, for the fact that it's a results-driven business, for the fact that he's been here a while, money's been spent, we questions have to be asked if we don't get top four and make significant improvements. How, you know, worst comes to worst, have we got to a scenario where Edu and Arteta have done what we thought that, Raul Sanye and Emre have done, you know, cleaned up the players that need to go. There's a good base of players. Get a couple more in. We're not going to turn into world beaters, but we could be significantly better. I don't know, people. So I leave that to you lot and you and what you lot are saying, man. But lovely talking points, man. Good thought-provoking things. You lot have woken up. I was kind of tight. It's still... I agree with you, DGR. Biggest weakness right now is managing the second half. And we're getting better at it. But getting better, as I said, we're on the route. We're following the sat-nav. We're on the right direction. Make sure you keep going. It takes an eternity, you know, think about you lots of lives. I think if a lot of people replicate, you know, looked at real life examples, you know, how some of you have got bad habits, whether and myself, whether that's, you know, some of you are nitties, you know, some of you, you know, overindulge in Deliveroo, some of you, you know, like to shop, some of you, you know, do things like maybe we, we're not necessarily the most financially disciplined or some of you want to go gym one week, you're there three, four times a week, then the next two weeks, you're not there. It takes forever to install discipline and football isn't that it isn't the same. It is no different, sorry. And obviously it takes forever to install bad, good habits and it takes forever to get rid of bad habits. You know, if you I don't know, if you're a cigarette smoker and you've been smoking for 10 years, it's going to take it's going to take a bit of time. It's going to be hard for you to not find any excuse to go and do that sort of thing. 
And I do think the players are trying. I do think the management's trying. But at the same time, it's a results-driven business. You've got to take the rough with this move, essentially. But yeah, man, it is where it is. Too early in the season to draw conclusions when it comes to Arsenal. Yeah, no, some of your nitties is calm, man. It's calm, man. Some nitties are some of the coolest people. I don't know about that. But yeah, man, it's cool, man. It seems like we are trying to bring in Dons before they blow up. Lokonga was that, but he didn't bang. Mudrick, we tried. And Saka did win England Player of the Year. I was even thinking about how form will be affected. Whoever has a bad tournament might carry that into the rest of the season. Exactly. And there might be injuries. You might not get injured at the World Cup. You go on a break. You come back to play for your club. You start getting cramp and, you know, pulled, pardon me, pulled thighs and hamstring muscles and all of these things. It's, un, it's unprecedented what we're stepping into. But you have to be prepared. The one variable we can control is having a squad. Have we got that or haven't we got that? I'll leave you lot to decide in that regard. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. One love in advance, folks. So, yeah, man. Honestly, who knows? And then some shout out Bakayo Saka once again for backing that. Let's have a quick browse of social media once again. Lie to me, man. Say Messi wants to sign for us. Crazy. Everybody saw that. Happy birthday to Academy player Jack Henry Francis. Doing quite well. DJ, are you worried about the contract extensions for Saka, Saliba, and Gabriel? Not necessarily. If they don't sign, sell them, innit? But I'm com I, I don't have any reason to be confident. I don't know them or their advisors. But, you know, I think the club's doing all they can, really, you know, to convince them. You're playing games, you're key parts of the project. You've all become under Mikel Arteta. You've all, well, Saliba was called up at Marseille, but again, he's playing games. You know, you've all become internationals. You're all key parts of the team. You've been given an olive branch. You know, no one's given any divine right. You've been given an opportunity. You've taken it. You've all ran with it whenever you've got it. It's now down to you. DG, you hype for Southgate Masterclass today? I, I, just, I ain't finna watch that. Did Saliba sign an extension? I mean, some rumours say it's already been done. Until I see him holding his little pen on Arsenal.com doing that, then I don't know, man. Big up Harrison, man. Guess who's back? Harrison's back. Tell a friend and the op was a success. Thanks for all the prayers and kind words. Big up yourself, Harrison. Hope your rehab's calm, you know. Hope you get better health and that's that's an end to it, man. Hope you and your family's doing well and safe on behalf of myself and everyone. And shout out for you for supporting the thing. How many clean sheets do we have this season? I don't even know, but it can't be too many, really. What, Brentford? Palace? No, was there? I don't even remember. Was there Palace? Let's actually look. Let me try and guess this. Did Palace score? I don't think they did. Bournemouth, Brentford. I'm not sure on Palace. Let me look. Yeah. One Palace, one against Bournemouth, and one against Brentford. So three out of the, the seven games. Obviously, two cheap goals against Leicester. Every goal you can see this can be avoidable and thing and thing and things like that. You know, every goal I guess can be avoidable and things like that. But we have conceded some cheap goals. There's been some brain farts. I would say the two against Leicester and even in the build-up way before that. Um, you know, they Palace could have scored as well. Eze, if he missed, it didn't miss a tapping. The goal we conceded against Villa was preventable. Brain fart against Fulham. Again, the three against United. Again, Anthony. 
Martinelli's goal, we're not looking over shoulders. We're getting caught. Um, I know we play a high line, but we've got to be smart. We're getting caught on the counter-attack for Rashford's goal. And there was whatever goal, whoever scored the one where, was it Anthony? Where Gabriel's come charging out and there's just gaps in our team, I don't know. But again, we could do a lot more because I think we should, again, everyone thinks they can keep a clean sheet against everyone. But for me, you should have kept one against Leicester. He definitely should have kept one against Fulham and Villa and we should have put them games to bed. Fair enough, United, I'm not going to be harsh. You know, I didn't expect to keep one against Palace and it could have went either way, but it was cool. You know, even in the Europa League, we haven't kept that many clean sheets, you know, from the time we was in it up until now, but we conceded one. So we are improving defensively, but there's many things we can go. We should always never be complacent. Complacency in life is a killer. Yeah, Anthony's goal. Anthony's goal, Rashford's goal, and I can't even remember the other one, but definitely. For me, it's more the build-up. You're going to concede goals. As I said, every team is going to think their goals are avoidable, but it's always the warning signs. And obviously, if someone does a madness, what can you say in it, people? But there's transition. Sometimes someone might have lost the ball high up the field, but other people are not switched on. And that's why I really like Zinchenko does it, but I'd say Jesus to the point where he might not even play against Liverpool people. Making them tactical fouls, taking the sting out of game, smelling danger. I'd say the Anthony goal for me was a pain because it was avoidable in the sense of you could see it. You know, when we did the tactical review, it's somewhere on my YouTube channel. Make sure you're checking out my playlist as well, people. Anthony had a direct a chance exactly kind of similar to, to what he missed in it. We need to be able to read those signs. You know, we've got to want to be as good defensively as we are going forward, you know. And I do think we're starting to crave that. But, yeah, man, there's still a long a long, a long, long way to go, really and truly. Hopefully, it goes in the right direction. You ain't Mr. Thing, man. You ain't Mr. Thing just yet, man. DG soon touch 50K in a proper milestone. I appreciate that. I don't... Yeah, it will feel like a milestone. But I just think I've moved the goalposts internally. It's, it's almost like, for me... It's like resetting to zero for me. I ain't, in my head, I ain't got no subscribers, you know. I want a hundred thousand now. Did you get it? So it's like we start again. Okay, we've been here for five, six, maybe more years. How do we do that again? How do we do it quicker? Simple as that. I don't like, like I said, complacency. I don't ask anything of anyone in life that I don't place on myself. So yeah, man. Like and subscribe. Shout out G1, man. Shout out to the pagan fans that always are here, man. After Germany won the World Cup, Wenger saying that it's hard to re-motivate players after winning the biggest competition in the world. Let's say Jesus wins the World Cup. Maybe it's form next year. Obviously, you're going to be on holiday mode, but the World Cup's been and gone. Well, you've done at domestic level. Yeah, you've, you know, Jesus is, you know, he, he obviously he's won a shitload at City. Forgive me for my French, but he still seems hungry. What I would say is, boy, you know, don't you want to do that again? You should be focused on trying to win Copper America, trying to win Prem, Champions League, FA Cup, Europa League, and whatever it is, man. It ain't real if there's if there's no scarves and pens in the picture. Amen. Glad Tomiyasu is unhappy. We need a squad full of hungry wolves. Amen. We are tied for second most clean sheets with three. That's good, man. But, you know, I'm not going to look at what other teams are doing and look at that as a luxury. I'm chasing excellence. Perfection is, is impossible in life. I'm just looking at our club, and I do think you should have kept one against Villa. Against, again, I, I, maybe I'm being a bit harsh with Fulham and Villa, but I do think we could have. Definitely Leicester. That's one that I'm not being harsh. Definitely should have kept a clean sheet against Leicester. So let's focus on the positives, work on the negatives, never get complacent, and it is what it is. Pep Guardiola never gets complacent. That's why the man never achieved things. Wenger never got, historically, Wenger, Sir Alex Ferguson, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp with what he's doing at Liverpool, Jose Mourinho. They've had to reinvent themselves several times. Certain players, Cristiano Ronaldo, he could have got complacent, thought he's on top of the world when he was that mad winger at United. He turned himself into an elite striker. 
that's why some hey, mods be on job please in the in the comments you know that's why why do you think you see sometimes you see some players that have average ability overperform in, ter in terms of what they can achieve and why do you think you see players with all the ability in the world they might float around and have top level careers but they don't achieve things it comes down to your mentality your hunger your mindset football is way more of a of a, of a mental game than people give it credit for you know, even at Sunday league level, you can see certain wingers got a bag of tricks. You clamp them, you step on their heels, you say, watch after the game. You say, you start saying, I've got the thing in the bag, call their bluff. They're done. There's some guys that are not on that that don't care. Yeah, shout out Jose in the Stormzy vid and Uncle Ian. I guess the cheat code for keeping the discipline and hunger is the mentality, always reminding yourself it's nil nil. And again, we just got to have that mentality. If you go on, we scored three goals against Brentford. Why didn't you score six? Did you get it? Them sort of things. You know, Saka got a two assists. Why didn't you score? Martinelli, why didn't you bag straight straight away? Chasing excellence. Take the positives. Focus on the negative. Because anyone in life, away from football, you look, look at anyone that's achieved anything. The devil's in the details and they're never complacent, bro. 75, bro, it's, I would say it's 98%. I think it's 2% ability. I think football's a mental game. How you react to when things are going wrong? If I'm a talented centre mid and... Nine times out of ten, I spray lovely passes. You know, I, I always, you know, same way you see Saliba, best example. Do you remember in the build-up to Fabio Vieira's goal against Brentford? Saliba's our last defender. He's taken a risk. He's dropped his shoulder against Ivan Tony. If he does, you know, and he got away with it. Well, I say get away with it. It's a big, good bit of skill. He found Saka. Fabio Vieira's gone one better and smashed it. Say, let's just say nine times out of ten, he does that and he gets away with it. What about that one time Ivan Tony or someone don't fall for it and, it, and it's a clangor? How do you react to that? Do you have the mentality to try the same thing again? Forgive yourself for the mistake, slap yourself for the mistake, but do you have to do again? How good are you when things going wrong? When things are going wrong, how good are you when the world is telling you you're not good enough? And there's been times where Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli have risen to that in particular. That's why we say you got to have the headspace. And one thing I do like about Arsenal, whether we're going to achieve things or not, I do like how internally it's just them in it. Like obviously praise negativity it comes with the territory but it's just them they didn't last season they didn't kind of give up when at the start of the season it was Kalas and Piers Morgan sorry I mean Gary Neville was was at his and Jamie Carragher was chatting nonsense obviously then they started billing us up as the next big this that and the other they kept going same way now people speak like they did last year that Arsenal's a shooting for top four you know third last season it was all about third let alone fourth at a point for Arsenal now man again I don't really believe most people believe it but People are talking about chat title challenge. People are talking about second. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing. It's about picking negative positives. Again, this is it. As I just said with myself, you know, I, thank you for you lot if we get to 50,000, but why am I in a hundred? What am I doing not to get there? What could I do better? How can I maximize things? You know, how can I work smarter? How can I be better in all aspects? It's that football's a men football's more of a mental game than people give it credit for, for the managers, for everything, even down to flipping, rattling referees. You know, things like that. It's a very mental game, people. People don't concede that. Arsenal's October schedule. Tottenham at home, Liverpool at home, Leeds away, Southampton away and Nottingham Forest at home. Big games. You can't win them all, you know. If I was being a bit pessimistic, Leeds away and Southampton. Definitely Southampton away aren't easy. Nottingham Forest at home is not easy, but you need to take nine points from that. And I would say specifically, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool and Spurs. Worst case scenario, four points. Ideally, you would like six in it. You Two points wouldn't be the best, but it's not the worst. If you can't win, don't lose. We're not going to win every game. 
I know football's like a drug when you're losing. Misery loves company. Everyone's vexed when you're winning. It's like a drug. Everybody just wants to win. As I said, some of you lot are nitties. Not me now. I'm playing people. <laughs> but you get the point, nonetheless, man. Tommy actually has two problems. One is his injuries and two is how good Ben White, how good White is as a right back. It's true, but man was saying that about Zinchenko. Now, Tini's in trouble. Tini's days are numbered. Now, man, I see him. You know, variety is the spice of life. We need different flavours. DJ, you doing an England watch along? Nah, we did that yesterday, man. I ain't finna do that. FM settings, man. DJ, do you think Martinelli's game has improved? I think he's become way better in taking care of the ball. Yeah. Just needs to probably improve. For me, get your head up a bit more. And just... I don't know. At 20-odd years of age, you're not going to improve. Like Wenger used to say, at 19, if you, if, if there's... Kind of what you are at technically is where you're going to be. Um, I do think he could polish up a bit. I do like the scrappiness that he comes with people, but I think he could polish up a bit, play with his head up a bit. Sometimes I feel I like it, but I think he's he's trying. To, it sounds stupid, but he's trying to score a bit too much, let things happen naturally. But I'm happy with Martinelli, and you expect these things. Big up, old shout the YouTube members. Morning, DJ. Have you read David Dean's book? I just started it. No, I haven't. You know, as I said yesterday, I'm kind of... Busy with books right now. It's Gucci Mane's. It's a it's an autobiography for Gucci and obviously Fifty Cent at this moment in time. Fifty Cent's book. Oh no. Oh my placeholder's still there. I was about to. Oh, I lost the Gucci placeholder. I'm gonna have to find my my page again. But yeah, man, Gucci's book's lit. Fifty's book looks lit. And then I'm gonna read the laws. It's uh, come over to so let me just pick it up, man. I've already started in it. But Robert Green, I love these sort of books, man. I do like the self-help books, the laws of human nature. And I've got a couple actual YouTube books that I should be reading, really. Ouch. Just bang my knees. Calm. I guess I'm out of action now. <laughs> it's cool. That is what made Roy Keane such a great captain and leader, his mental toughness. Hey, Amen. It's not always about technical ability. If it was just technical ability, bear guys, look, G1's here. Top Blue was here earlier, I think. I'm an Arsenal fan. We've seen players with technical ability fail at clubs. We've seen players at all our clubs with less ability do a lot better. You know, Pepe has to catch a strain. It's not just his fault. But in terms of technical ability and getting people off, the, off their feet, you know, Pepe's probably one of the most exciting players in that team, really. I would say, uh, well... I think Saka is, but I dare to say, in terms of skillers, Pepe is probably more enjoyable to watch than Saka. But Saka's mentality, consistency, listening to tactics, getting to grips off the field is clearly why he's doing a lot better. And there's that trust from the manager. It's not just about that. You know, your talent's got you to this stage. Your application, your mentality, your desire, your hunger, your want to be better is what's going to keep you there and go on to do better and things. And I guess in life, when you're at the top, and obviously I wouldn't, Arsenal not at the top, but think about it, you're playing Premier League football for Saka. You're playing Premier League football. You're playing for England. You just got England player of the year. You've been at a Euros. You probably are going to go to a World Cup. You're one of Arsenal's key players. If you look at it in a devil advocate way, people could be, and obviously, man, just come from the academy two minutes ago, exaggerating, but yeah. If you look at it from one way, you know, you could say you could forgive people for being complacent and think they've made it and things like that. And think about you lot in your lives, you know, when we're, you, you've got to use real life examples. So it's down to your hunger. A career is short, man. That's what I love about sweeper keepers. Is that the term? I believe so. Big up, Davey. My brother up 
DG. Happy Friday. Let's enjoy while we're on top, brother. I've never seen fans connected to the players in years. Now fans are confident, confident to go watch the game. They sing the whole game. And I mean, I have to big up the fans and the players because it works two, two ways. You've got to give the play, the fans something to get behind. But I have to I always say that's one of the biggest things, I, regardless of how it works for Arteta here, that's one of the biggest things I'll give him credit for because the minute he stepped in the door, he spoke about that. And for obvious reasons, it was not what it is now. Love the build-up to that goal. Mad media putting up just a shot and not the build-up. Exactly. But that's how it is. CR7 and Messi show it's a mental game. One grew with growth problem and had the men mental power to still become a baller, whereas Ronaldo had to strive and work to become the best. Exactly. And I feel in general, people downplay the fact that because Messi had natural ability that he never had to work hard. And I do think people play down Ronaldo's natural ability. Thoughts on Halen documentary, good, you know, good little documentary that put Ethan, Lewis Banks, uh, Miles, uh, My Miles as well, Miles, Lewis Skelly, um, and a bunch of players. And obviously, you look at uh, Maldini, it showed the the, the, the the what goes into a trial. It's nice to see the coaching staff and how they prepare people, the coaches. I did a watch along for it and I did review it on my channel as well. So it was a good documentary still. He needs to become a bit more clinical, but he's improved vastly. And these are, to be honest, the things we're saying with Martinelli and these players, these are things you'd expect. Big up, DG. We're definitely showing a much stronger mentality. This is where we fell short last season and it cost us fourth when we were under pressure. True test is facing that big pressure. Exactly. Once again, when things are going wrong. I think Marquinhos might possibly be better technically than Martinelli. I hope so. Excellent. Thanks for sharing your literature traces, DG. No worries. Pepe has caught enough strays this week. Yeah, Bruno, I, I would say for Bruno Fernandes, if you're using Pepe as an example, you might as well use Endembele. My point being, you know, if you want to mention these sort of duds, you're putting, you're not helping yourself in it. Personal development is really good. Used to read that myself and listen to Eric Thomas, Hip Hop Preacher. He's a motivational coach. Yeah, I used to check out the Daily Laws and Mastery too. I've read Mastery still. And I'm sure I've read Daily Laws. Charlemagne, way. I don't know, man. He was sending for Chief Keith. I don't know if I want to read his thing. Cronkay out only joking. Hope you're all good. Big up S in the cut. I can't lie. If I'm Martinelli, I'm switching my nationality to Italy. Brazil have too many good wingers. That's pussy old thing. Martinelli just needs the upper body strength. Everything else is just a matter of game time, elite talent. Let's be fair. You know, he can still get stronger, but he's not bulking up a little piece. I hear you, though. You could always, you could always do better. For me, I would just say decision-making now because that's what's going to make or break you. I, d I do think we, we live in a day and age where certain players have scored a lot of goals and it's mass performances, really, but numbers have never been more important for a winger and you need to get numbers, especially if we're going to rely on you. Martinelli, Saka, you lot, can sh you've shown you can do it. You've shown there's improvements, but you still need to get numbers. I think that clouds games. You know, look at Odegaard. He's getting goals and assists early on, but I would say the biggest thing I want to see from Odegaard is really being a trench baby, but I would say dictating the tempo of a game, really. That's not necessarily statistics, but numbers. If you're playing 10 left wing, right wing, look at Jesus. Jesus hasn't necessarily scored every week, but he's affecting the game. I don't think we're creating enough for him, but numbers. You know, I think Mikel Arteta said last season, we need long term, we need to be aspiring to get 90 to 100 goals. As much as we've been tucking in teams right now and scoring goals and Saliba's even chipped in, chipped in a few and that, you know, there's not any really anybody that's a goal scorer like that. They all have the potential. Jesus is the most he's got in the league is 15. He's got the potential. Saka and Smith Rowe had great seasons last year in terms of goal scoring. But to be a goal scorer, you've got to do it for years. Sure, you can do it again. 
Martinelli started well and I want you to have a similar season to what them two youngsters had last year. But you need to be doing it for years. So let's hope they can keep going, man. Really. But we'll have to see, truthfully. Is there anyone that's impressing you on your loan watch? Couple Balig Balligan for obvious reasons. Do you know what? I'd say that American centre-back, Austin Trusty. I don't know if you're going to make it here. I hope we can make money on you, but I think he's doing all right at, at Birmingham. You know, I need to... After this, before I go to the gym, I'm actually going to record my loan report. I've got a bagger Arsenal under-21s and all them things, videos to record and get them out. And then, yeah, man, cut up these clips to grind. Don't stop, man. Big up, Charlie. Yo, brother. I think Skamaka joined the wrong London club. You reckon it doesn't look like Chelsea are in for him? I have to believe Arsenal were never really in for him. Don't think, well, unless you're including Palace and that. You know, I don't know if Spurs needed him with Richard. I don't know. To stay up to date with DJ when he goes live, follow him on Twitter. To stay, hey, big up the night, but man. You're too nice. You're too way too, too kind. So it all depends, essentially, man. It really does all depend, folks, man. Keep your talking points coming, folks. Appreciative for you lot with that one. But yeah, but with that, Let's start looking at some of the latest headlines regarding Arsenal people. Let's make my timestamp. Latest headlines. Easy, what do you think of the Grealish leaving rumours? Would you have him here? I would have him here, you know, be, give up already at, at, at City. I don't know. If you're not enjoying your football, why not? But I wouldn't want to give up already. Maybe he doesn't enjoy the scrutiny. Maybe, obviously, Pep gives freedom, but it's very structured. The things you'd, you're praised for at, at Villa, not necessarily at City. I did see his comments last year that, you know, and even to be honest, you know, Pepper's in, encouraging him to have, he keeps saying to have the balls to take people on. He, he's comments at the end of last season that sometimes he hasn't taken that risk because he's scared of losing the ball and obviously that could harm you. And, you know, players like that are going to lose the ball. You know, you're going to have to take risks. You're not always, it's not always going to bang. People need to understand that agents do it to drum up a new contract. That's true. Already. And to be honest, City are not getting their 100 million back. You never know. Maybe Todd Burhey would do a thing, but they're not getting that back right now. So I don't know if they're on that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to give up already, really. I'd, I'd want to stay at City if I'm honest. Definitely where you see what's going on with Aston Villa. But it's down to them, really. We'd have to, Truthfully, we're just going to have to see. But yeah, man, getting into some of these things for real. Let's let's look at what's going on here. Let's start with I think Tina, you know what? Let's put that over there. Let's start here. Oh, you look can't even see. Heard a rumor that Arsenal would make a move for Grealish next summer. His value is around 52 million. Grealish a quality player, but you know, and he's kind of better than what we have. He can play off the left, play center mid long term, can play as a 10, but I don't know, man. Is that necessarily the wisest of option? I don't know. And he's scored a six-year, signed a six-year deal, so I don't really buy that. And he's just joined. Pardon me. Again, I do think, obviously, Mudrick is getting a lot of advisors. The more you scout a player, the more you learn his strengths and weaknesses. So you shouldn't necessarily get excited when you see a Premier League Premier League scouts are looking at players. That's a job, you know. You're not going to get excited if a postman turns up at your door to deliver the post unless you're waiting on a package, really, that you really want. But Premier League side scout, Ukrainian winger in Scotland defeat. Um, obviously, apparently, Tierney played well. Scouts from more than half of the Premier League were in Glasgow on Wednesday to watch Ukraine. 90-minute understands with Shakhtar, the next wing on Mudrick, the main target of interest. I mean, he's wanted by Arsenal. He's wanted by Everton. Brentford looked at him as well. 
you hear Spurs and Juventus, you know, Fabrizio Romano said there's a whole list of teams abroad and here that are up for him. So obviously you're going to scout him. You're going to get, you're going to, the more you watch a player, the more you know his strengths, his weaknesses, his mentality, his adaptability. And crucially, if he'll fit into your team. That's all scouting is, really. So we shouldn't really get excited off that. But we all know he was a target um, for Brentford. He's done well in the Champions League and things like that. A number of Premier League sides have expressed an interest in Mudrick, who you know, Arsenal have to agree a thing with him. Um, numerous scouts were there long term. And there's a couple of other Ukrainian players that they were probably looking at. Scouts from Arsenal and Chelsea were at Hampden Park solely to get a closer look at Madrid people. So we'll have to see. And also members of the recruitment departments from Brentford, Brighton, Everton, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham and Wolves were all in attendance. It's understood that most clubs were keeping an eye on Madrid, but also this other done people. So we'll have to see, really. And also they could have been looking at brothers um, that are playing for Scotland as well. So we'll have to see. Big up the, the lady, sad. That was more for my personal reading. Tini got in trouble for removing his armband. Apparently, he did that against Euro in the Europa League against Zurich, and he did it for Scotland people. Obviously, the armband's being way war for the Queen. I don't know. Maybe there was blood circulation getting cut off. No skin off my nose. I don't really care about that, really. Big up Balligan people. He's relishing life on loan, and he wants to follow in the trajectory of Saliba. He said, the ideal scenario would be for me to play well, improve as a player, and go back into Arsenal's first team. I don't know if you're ready, but hopefully you can do all you can to convince Arteta you are. I'm aware it's never going to be easy. I've got to stay hungry and see what happens. And then he said it was a bit of a bit. It was a bit of a stop start for me. I'm at age now where it's really important to play regularly. I mean, off the bench against against uh, for England against Italy, I think you've shown why you not you won't be ready. The hardest decision in life is to make the right decision, and he didn't really get many opportunities to score, so I could understand why he took it. But he should, if he squared it, they probably could have got one. Um, so, yeah, he's 21 years of age, man. This season, The only thing is you never really get time and there's never a perfect scenario to put players in. This season, it was important to choose a team where I could play and show what I can do. There are also not many English players in France, so it felt like a different challenge. Hopefully, it pays off. Amen, bro. Hopefully, you can become a good Arsenal first-team player or if not, we make decent money, reinvest, keep it moving. Tommy Asu says he's not satisfied after losing his right-back spot to Ben White but warns he'll work hard to get my position back. I love it. I love it, Tommy. Yes, I love it. I love it. And I do like the fact that Arteta kind of said, away from you not playing for obvious reasons, that, um, you know, the fact that we're taking our time with managing your workload, but I do want to see you play a lot more. I won't lie. Um, he said, what is required in this league is quite high and I'm not satisfied. When you look at the players selected as starters in the Premier League games, you understand what is required to be there. I work hard in order to get my position back. So, yeah. And obviously... Arteta said, we are really happy that we are loading some minutes into him and he's responding really well. He has been training now for weeks without any issues, which is the first period he's been able to do that in the last six or seven months. And you can see the way he played today when he came on. I think he was really good. So, yeah, hopefully you can do your thing. Apparently, Arsenal and Liverpool are two of four Premier League sides interested in signing Villarreal's Alex Bueno and the Spanish side fear his lowly release clause could see him leave. The 21-year-old does look quite decent, you know, on the ball and things like that. He played in the Segunda last year. He appeared in all 38 league games and got five goals along the way. He scored six goals in his first 10 across all comps this year, people. And he can play on the left as well as the right. He is Spanish like the coaching staff. He is only 21. So maybe these are things. And if we are looking for wingers, we should be. you should be looking everywhere in every division as possible. As, long as, as far as Arsenal's resources in terms of scouting and the budget to allow these scouts to book games and flights and hotels and all the logistics is... 
Can you, if we're looking for wingers, you're going to see wingers of all different sorts linked with us. Neto, Mudrick, Gakpo, Noah Lang. Look at it, Rafina at the time. Look at all the different varieties of players of statures and where they are in their careers. Naturally, this guy's going to pull up on the radar, really. Apparently, interestingly, what makes the left winger statistics all the more impressive is the fact that six of those goals in the league and the Europa Conference League have come in just 386 minutes of action. That equates to a goal every 61 minutes across those comps. But is that comparison? Is that sustainable? So I have to see he's under contract until 2025, you know, so we'll have to see really and truly. Fabrizio Romano has claimed the wing is one of two positions Arsenal will seek to address in January. The other is central midfielder. Is central midfielder? I hope so, but wish it just said Romano's comments. What is this specifically saying, folks? Saka obviously got England player of the year. Is it a sympathy award, award potentially? But big up Bakari, deserve it, mate. He had the flipping bottle to take the pen. Calm. Arsenal face a battle with Liverpool for 40 million rated Shakhtar star Mudrik. It's been, it's been reported. Saliba is set to be offered a new five-year deal and he's set to be offered fresh terms on a deal until 2027, following his impressive start to the campaign, people. I'm surprised Ben White isn't in that squad as well. Apparently, a Spanish outlet speaking on two English clubs first and Leon Bell, but Arsenal are favourites to land Grealish if Man City decide to cut their losses next summer. That's according to this outlet, people. So make of that what you will. I don't know if that's sustainable, really, but we'll have to see. So yeah, big up Balogun. We've seen them on re-comments. But yeah, he's been tipped to stay at City, so make of that what you will. Big up Arsene Wenger. The rest is history. Paul Merson has said, don't take Sancho World Cup. Be harsh. Ferguson called us babies. You lot of cheaters. And Real's a gearhead, so what are we saying now? Anyways, Tierney turns to Scotland teammate in pursuit of guidance over new Arsenal role. Tierney has admitted he has turned to a Scotland teammate, Greg Taylor, for tips over his new position at Arsenal. He's been brilliant, inverted fullback, and that's how we are playing down there. So I'm watching him every week trying to take tips from him. And it's been brilliant to see him doing well. because And he showed that against Brentford, Tini. He's a great guy. I'm really close to him. I speak to him a lot, so I'm buzzing for him. We watch each other's games and always text each other after games. It's a new role for me and a role he, he's really comfortable in. It's great to watch him. He has been one of Celtic's best players this season. Greg's attitude is brilliant, and I'm delighted to see him doing so well. A great guy deserves all the credit. Fair enough. wonder how many footballers do that. Tierney, what's this? Oh, it's just leveraging the fact that he had a good game against Ukraine. Cool enough. I mean, we know Richarlison, well, Tottenham wanted Gabriel Jesus and as did Chelsea. And apparently we were looking at Richarlison along with them. He says Arsenal and Chelsea wanted him before he joined Tottenham. I mean, you probably bottled the, the expectations at Chelsea. Obviously, Arsenal weren't in the Champions League and maybe the Conte factor, really and truly. What has he specifically said? I was on holiday in Brazil when I heard that Tottenham had made Everton an offer. I was really happy. Where's the Arsenal bit? I was really happy because they're a huge team. Then it was all about the clubs negotiating a deal. Unfortunately, everything went well. Conte called me during the... That was vital for my decision. When Arsenal said, I know Arsenal made an offer and I believe Arsenal... I believe Chelsea made an offer and I believe Arsenal also contacted Everton to ask about my situation, but Spurs came in and paid the fee. You know, it's as simple as that. So Spurs move faster. They're, they're, Arsenal and Chelsea's loss is Spurs' game. Well, I'm cool with Richarlison. I mean, I'm cool with Richarlison at Spurs. I'm happy with Jesus. Yeah, man got shy. I have arts, innit? It's cool. 
And he said Everton had to sell some players to avoid a FFP problem and the negotiations were very brief, to be honest. I signed a contract during my holiday in Brazil, which we did see. You know, that's cool. Cool story, bro. Arsenal in hotly contested race to sign Croatian midfielder. Arsenal in a hotly contested race to sign Croatian midfielder. Lovo Miguel from Renzi. Decent, but I don't believe it. Um, apparently, Arsenal faced competition from Barcelona and Real Madrid to sign the Rennes midfielder people. And again, it's that same publication out of Spain. So again, I would take anything they say with a pinch of salt, people. The, the dream is free. The Arsenal is sold separately. He's highly rated, allegedly. He is quite decent. And, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We need midfielders. Speaking of midfielders, once again, United and Arsenal continue to monitor Milinkovic-Savic people. That's according to the same publication who claim Lazio are yet to reach an agreement with him over a new deal. He's contracted until 2024 and apparently PSG are interested. So is that where the bulk of these rumours have been invented? He's an easy one to link with these clubs. I don't think we're getting him in January. Maybe United, I don't know, but he's... He's going to be cheaper, maybe not in January, maybe summer of next year, but I don't know. He says Tottenham a month ago were considering him, so he'll have admirers. Juventus remain keen on signing Gabriel, allegedly, people. Apparently, it was suggested Arsenal wanted at least £51 million for him. Fair enough, but we'd have to buy another bloody centre-back. What's going on here? I mean, we was previously linked with Hazard. He's spoken on his Real Madrid situation at 31 years of age. Unless we're pay paying a loan fee, I think that's a myth. When I play, I give my all. It's a delicate situation at Real Madrid. I feel like playing more, but I can't do more. I've always said the old Hazard will come back when he plays. I just need to get back into rhythm. Roberto Martinez claimed that it's sad that he's not playing. And he was previously linked with Arsenal people. Good player, but the boat's passed for that. And you're 31, you'll start playing like you're 51 with us. What's this saying, people? Probably the same old nonsense. Cody Gapo, you'd imagine there's something there. Saka's one player of the year for England. Maguire starting for England while Ben White's chilling at yard. Cool. We've already spoken about him. We've already spoken about him. We've already spoken about that. Shout out, Jesus. According to Paul Brown via Give Me Sport, Arsenal are willing to increase the Libra's wages in a bit of time down. That's typically what happens. Apparently, Cody Gapro impressed um, playing for Holland. I never watched that, so I'll take you lot's word for it. So, yeah, and hopefully Odegaard and Cole are back for the North London derby, people. But beyond that, it doesn't appear like there's much. What's AFC stuff saying? So, yeah, fuck all of that, man. It doesn't seem like there's anything on social media. So, we're just going to have to deal with it, people. It is what it is regarding that. So, yeah, man. That's that, where the rumours are concerned. Tini is a proper gent. Tottenham and huge cobbler in the same in the same sentence. It's crazy, isn't it? The Premier League has been approached by the film company Box to Box Films behind Netflix hit programme Formula Drive to Survive, Survive to propose a series of streaming platforms focusing on England's top football's top flight. Why not bring that? Sooner saying he's got no beef with Greenwich because a pussy, that's right. This is what this is what Grealish did. What Rich, even I don't praise Spurs. What Richarlison does on social media. These players need to start sending for duns. You know, on one hand you should just ignore it and let them talk. But when you think they're chatting crap, get on to them, man. There's still a ton of scope with Martinelli. He's proven to be an excellent student, and his rate of improvement probably best in the squad. Even his English has improved massively. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Simple as that. Fresh the content. Follow me on Twitch. Subscribe with Amazon Prime for free to support the channel. Twitch ones. One love in advance.
So, yeah, we just have to keep going, man. It's as simple as that. Let me spin the block for some more rumors if there is any. It's really slow news day. Really, really slow news day, people. There's nothing. Yeah, man, it's all long now, people. So, yeah, I don't know. What's gold that comes in? Forcing it. Wow, Scott Parker could be going to Nice as Gaffer. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. What's this article saying, people? Charles Watts. Arsenal's 2022-23 player rankings. Hayes is flying, but Smith Rowe's struggling. Mm, grass is green. He's not been fit. And then they 5 out of 10, he's been injured. Smith Rowe's been injured. We haven't been able to see much, but I'm not convincing Matt Turner. Holding's not been involved. It's bit of a bit of a harsh run for Ramsdale. I think he's been quite good. Tommy Asu's been injured. Marquinhos has really ain't really had an opportunity. I would say five out of ten for Lukonga, really. Maybe even a four. Unpopular opinion. I do think he's being scapegoated, but I really think he needs to make some significant progress, even against Brentford. If you go and watch the last embers of the game, if them offside flag calls are not given, there's issues and. You know, you're turning 23. I'm not asking you to be the finished article, but we need progress. Or sometimes we need to know when to nip things in the bud. Tierney's doing his thing. I think it should be a seven. You saw how good he played. Fabio Vieira, his preseason has just started, but fair enough. Saka, seven. I'd say for Saka, you could say seven, but you could say six based on the expectations he set of himself. You can't say Eddie, seven, really. You can't. That's Charles, you're chatting. What's, you know, big up Eddie, but you can't. That's a six as well. Part A, six, because you can't stay fit. When there is good. Gabriel, I agree with that. Zinchenko, I agree with that. Odegaard, I agree with that. Martinelli, I agree. All right, Charles. Ben White, I agree. Xhaka, eight, eight. But I agree. Well, I can't disagree with a nine. Jesus, both of them could have eights. I think Jesus could have a lot more goals, but I can't disagree with nines. Saliba, fair. All right, Charles. You did a get back. You did a get back. You did the first couple of them ones, I was... Thinking what's going on there, but that's the beauty of opinions. No one's right, no one's wrong. Martinelli gives me right, right, shut, man said right, Phillips. Robin Van Persie vibes when he was raw learning his trade. Nah, I hear that, but nah. Van Persie was a better, Martinelli's got skillers, but I do think Van Persie was a lot more polished. He just couldn't stay fit, man. Martinelli would be all right. You just needs to stay healthy. Drop that Chelsea or nothing. Apparently, Pepe signed new deal with City. Prem is finished, been finished. I mean, Pep, you can bully us. What about them and they in Europe, though? It's cool. You can do it against us. You know, go and pat in Europe. You have to start screaming that one with Pep, man, because he's yeah, he's they're doing great stuff, man. Great stuff over gem sides. I can't lie, man. You can't hate it. It's, it's fantastic, really. You know, you have to be envious, especially with forgive me, City. You know, employ employ me if you want, you know, and keep giving us your players that you don't want. But what City used to be and what Arsenal used to be and what they are now is peak. You know, if I was a United, like I am an Arsenal fan, you know, Vex City are making noise for no reason, messing up the legacy thing. But big up Pep Guardiola. 
But with that being said, people, I'm back online at uh, 4.30. We've been here for about to be 90 minutes. Nothing really else to speak about. I want you lot to go enjoy your Friday. First thing first, appreciate the consistent support, you know, for however long you've been supporting. Appreciate you lot following and subscribing on Twitch and YouTube um, and all your, your talking points. Your talking points are the best things. I don't really care about the news, really. It's the fact that I'm here with you lot day in, day out, people. It means a lot. Um, I hope you lot have all had a great Friday so far. I hope you're fit and healthy. Don't forget to turn your notifications notifications on hit the like button subscribe we do our thing really and truly people make sure you're following on apple music and spotify check out the youtube playlist as well is what it is part a not getting the credit he deserves for jacques season jacques doing it off his own back really if i'm honest with you they there's been times where jacques has kind of held party's hands there's been times parties look good but party's not been about like that Jack has been doing well off his own back, really. But yeah, you're right. Everyone, if the centre mids are shining and, and the centre mids in the ten, then they're all helping each other. Football's about relationships all over the field. How the keeper ties in with his back five. There's three mini teams within one team. You've got your front four, you know, the, the, the three behind the striker. And they're our first defenders. Our back five, Ramsdale, Tierney, Tomiyasu or Ben White, the centre-backs, that's our first That's our first attackers. The strikers are defenders. The midfielders have to do everything. And it's, a, it's units. So if relationships are building, not just with the first team regulars, with others and stuff, that's what you expect, people. How's your confidence in, for the next two games? Anything can happen, really. But we're definitely as confident as we can be going into it. It could be worse. We couldn't, you know, we've got, we've got good form points on the board. Signings are doing their thing. So at a 10, I'd say a 7. But again... Football's one on football's not one on paper, and cliche form goes out the window. I don't expect Southgate to be here after the World Cup. I don't know because he didn't he get to the semis of the last World Cup, the finals of the Euros. They might just allow him in it, and he seems like the perfect mouthpiece. Who did they get? I thought Graham Potter could have thrown his name into the ring. He's obviously at Chelsea now. Who knows? By the time the World Cup comes, Chelsea might get rid of you. Hopefully, because it means they're having a crap season and there's a next top four one. So I don't know top four spot. So I don't know who's available, but. Yeah, man, you lot stay blessed, stay safe, whatever you're doing, one love. In fact, before I go, 4.30, once again, we're on, I'm live on Twitch, we're playing Football Manager, but yeah, bless. Tanzan! <laughs> 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 <laughs>